Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey everybody, my name is Turk182. And I'm a Comey. Ah, uh, so, a Comey, how's it going, man? What's up? Hmm? What's up? Oh, uh, 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 the, the sky? I don't know, man. I mean, shit. <laughs> you, what's, I mean, there's a lot of things up, man. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, I saw a pretty uh, cringy video earlier in the week. Oh, do tell. Oh, there's a little nightmares, too? Um, so... It's it's a video of uh, of the voice of Bart Simpson. Is that Nancy Cartwright? Am yep. I, I okay. Yeah, and she like goes up to some barista at Starbucks and is doing the Bart Simpson voice, mm-hmm. but you know, not being in a studio, she doesn't sound the same as if she's actually on the TV. So she's like talking to this guy, and you can tell that he's really really uncomfortable. And she's like, "Yeah, do you recognize my voice? Do you know who I am?" And He's just like, kind of awkwardly looking into the camera over and over, and finally he's like, uh, uh Bart Simpson? She's like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was really bad. Wow. It was, it was a really, really cringy video. <laughs> uh, I remember, um, I remember, uh, listening to a, uh, what was it? Uh, it was an episode of, God, it was, uh, was it, Wait, wait, don't tell me. I think it was. And it had um, uh, H. John Benjamin on it. And he was talking about how he would go to get uh, coffee from this place. And uh, it was like, maybe it was Starbucks or whatever. And the barista there's name was Lana. And whenever he would go up to her, he would be like, Lana, Lana. <laughs> and like, he would do that like almost every time for like a year. And like, she never got it because she never seen Archer. <laughs> <laughs> Which I say is hilarious. <laughs> and uh, so there's a, there's actually a, uh, a person at, uh, at my job um, who's, uh, I, Fairly recent. Well, so this person actually works in the office where, you know, I work remotely. Mm-hmm. And so I've never met this person. And they had actually, um, they had actually been, uh, like working for a while. But because, like, in the office, our, our roles would, um, would cross each other. But working remotely, like, there would be no reason why I would end up kind of like, Having having really too much to do with them, so yeah. I wasn't even really aware that they were even there for like the first like month or so that they were there, <laughs> and then I couldn't remember their name. Then someone told me, "Oh, well, their name is then." And I'm like, "Oh, well, I can remember that now, straight <laughs> just because of Archer." Like, okay, yeah, now that I know that name, is like, yeah, it's not going anywhere. Ah, <laughs> oh. good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, you know, I, we had a, and I'm not going to rehash it, but. Uh, you and I, I think had a a uh, a conversation or a conversation. We we were talking, and it was a while back about the subtleties. Uh, and I mentioned it's because we're talking about H. John Benjamin. Um, the subtleties when Patrick Warburton, um, like all of his characters sound the same, um, or at least on the surface they do. But if you listen to like if you listen to his Joe Swanson, mm-hmm. it really is different than his Cronk. And it's like it's different than Kronk was uh, Patrick Warburton. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Was, did I say Patrick Warburton? I think I think you said H. Sean Benjamin. I'm sorry. I was talking <laughs> Patrick Warburton. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, but it's it's different. It's different from Joe Swanson from Family Guy. Oh yeah. It's different from his Kronk. It's different from his Brock from the Venture Brothers. They they on the surface they all sound the same, but there's a different inflection that he that he does in a slight different tone mm-hmm. that most people don't really pick up on. And I think it's the same thing with H. John Benjamin. Like, if you listen to his Bob, you listen to his Archer, right, you listen to right. his Coach McGurk, right? They may sound the same, um, but really, it's like it's it's the cadence, it's how he speaks words, and everything that really differentiates them. Mm-hmm. And you have to have that kind of ear to pick it up. Yeah, and yeah. it's uh, and I, I, well, I, I know, thought you and I had that conversation, but it may have been me and somebody else. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we did, but like I know with like when Patrick Warburton's doing Kronk. It's uh, you know, it's a, it's kind of like that article that we were reading. He he does a lot of like low whispering, but then he gets excited and his voice kind of cracks. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah, I got that. He's my he's my he's my what's happening. <laughs> and uh, 
it's like it's a lot more like a, a lot more of the um, emphasis is in the front of his mouth when he's uh, when he's Joe. Yeah, Peter. <laughs> and uh, you know he doesn't really have the like the voice crack there, right? So, um, so yeah, yeah. Interesting. I find I find voice actors um, to be it's uh, it's it, it's such it's such interesting talent. I watched a video with uh, uh, one of my favorite voice actors. You know, I have tons of, but one of my favorite voice actors, Phil Lamar. And he mm. was talking about how he comes up with um, like the voices for different characters and like how he draws upon different things. So he mentioned, um, God, when I was the one I was watching, he, um, I think it was like Green Lantern and how he came up with the voice of, of uh, the John Stewart Green Lantern. He was like, he, he channeled like a, like his dad or like a, like a, like this military guy he knew <laughs> to kind of like be like, how he kind of like grounds the voice and how he projects differently. And that's different from like his Aquaman, you know, and it's different from this thing and from that thing. And it's interesting that when you hear, have a, a guy that, or a person with that kind of, uh, of range and talent, and you can pick up on their voice right away. Yeah. Even though like the character they're doing is like, I know that's, I know that person even though like their voice is different from another character they do, but I can recognize that person. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of cool. I mean, that's, that's a lot of talent, you know, that I, I don't think like a lot of, um, a lot of voice actors get the recognition that they deserve oh, because, totally because they, they're not getting that screen time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, well, like, uh, Justin Roiland is incredible. And you know he, he he handles so many of the different voice uh, duties on Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. and I I think it's interesting how they how he does them like back and forth like he yeah yeah that's kind of cool like, and and I'm sure that obviously sometimes the, the the it overlaps they may just do that in post but yeah, you know yeah. how he just just jumps from one to the next and they just carry on a full conversation that's kind of cool yeah I like that a lot. And, like, from a business perspective, it's just smart because, you know, uh, he, he basically gets paid for each role that he's cast in, you know, <laughs> so, like, the, that pays off for him, but, yeah, it's, it's incredible just the way he slips into the characters and just, will just slightly turn his head and just go ham. <laughs> like, um, uh, Cree Summers is another one mm-hmm. that is so good, you know, uh, she can do, like, an Elmira, you know, she can do, uh... Like, uh, you know, so she, um, I think she did the voice for both number three, number three and number three sister on, uh, kids next door. Oh, number five. Uh, it was With number five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number five. And, and I think she also did the sister too. And, uh, but then she also, uh, like, like the voice she did for, I can't remember the girl's name now, but, um, and, uh, Disney's Atlantis. Oh, um, the, the Kidakakash. Yeah. But I mean, and that's. Kida? And that and that was uh, I mean, I, Aliens is a good movie anyway. Oh, yeah, but yeah. her I mean, her character is, is really nice. Uh, it's well done. Uh, of course, she was Susie in Rugrats. Yeah, and uh, and of course the older version in All Grown Up. Uh, she voiced Dulcie the Dragon in the Sonic Saturday Morning cartoon. Really? Mm-hmm. So, but you recognize when you hear it, you recognize it like you're like, oh, that's Chris Summer, mm-hmm. even though like the voice is, is is different. Yeah, yeah. Um. Tara Strong is another really recognizable one. You know, I'm going to tell you that Tara Strong fools me. Um, really? Because there's sometimes the voice you hear, and I'm like, "That's the same person." Like, I, I, you, I just wouldn't. I just you hear, and I'm like, "Wow, that's because she does." Um, uh, oh, crap. What's his name? Um, Timmy, Timmy Turner. Turner, right? Yeah. yeah. She does Timmy Turner, but then she also does a damn good Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she does a great Harley Quinn. Uh, um. And then she does, was it, she does Raven, not yep. Starfire. Yeah, she does Raven. Um, yep, and she does Dill in Rugrats. And she is a complete smoke show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, obviously we're talking about talent here, but I just got to put out, holy Jesus. She she is very attractive, yes. Um, back in the day, like back in the 90s, the voice actor for Tommy Pickles from Rugrats was quite attractive too. I don't think I ever saw her. Oh, let me find you a picture, my friends. 
you know, somebody else I was actually just thinking about too that was uh, that's a really good voice actor that um, that you that you just completely like like end up like sleeping on, and I and I didn't want to interrupt you, but now the name's like is uh, escape me. Um, trying to think, who was the guy who did the voice of Samurai Jack? Uh, that is uh, Phil Lamar. He's he's good. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. I gotta I gotta find like I gotta, I gotta find older ones because there was there was a fine line of delineation, if you will. <laughs> hmm. 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 Oh, look, Until Dawn. Oh, sweet. We need to... <laughs> oh, I, I, you know what? If, if once we get our, our capture shit working again, yeah. I have to say, I think I'm about ready to go back and do another play of Until Dawn. Yeah, well, we got to study a walkthrough for sure. But, uh... Damn, yeah, we, I, we've got to know, we've got to know which things to do to make sure that that bitch dies. Yeah, because like the whole thing was um, that we missed God. like <laughs> one prompt. It it was the it was um, very early on instilling trust in um, in the guy in the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, because like there's one choice where you're supposed to agree, like disagree with her. You disagree with her so you, that you don't immediately do what she says. But she's supposed to give you the the uh, the flare gun. Yeah, yeah. So and and if but like if you disagree with her, then when she gives you the flare gun, you pocket it. That's and right. What we did was we agreed with her because it's like we knew that we were going to go there regardless. The game doesn't give you a choice. Here we go. There, there she is, younger. That's the voice. Oh, of- Elizabeth Daly. Yeah. From Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, she was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Yeah. Huh. That's Dottie. Uh, I'm huh. a loner, Dottie. Oh, yeah. A rebel. I'm a rebel, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, I, well, you know, I haven't seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but, uh, yeah, like, back, back in the day, uh, that was that was her. She's, yeah, man. Uh, she was good stuff. I don't, I don't disagree at all. So, uh, so we were just talking about uh, we were just talking about Until Dawn, which our, we haven't posted our playthrough of any of the Until Dawn stuff. Yeah, yeah, editing got so labor intensive, but uh, we still have everything. We're going to get around to that eventually. Um, but uh, uh, for those of you that ever played Until Dawn and know anything about it, you know, we have what three playthroughs? Um, uh, we have the first one that was me. And then we have... And then you accidentally got Chris killed, right? Uh, I got everybody killed except for the bitch. But but Chris, we, we accidentally got him killed because I, I started playing the game before you. And um, when I first got it... Yeah, which and we I'm, didn't record. That was that was r- off camera. But that was because that was because we, we weren't even doing anything yet. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, just playing by myself. And I, I missed my buttons up for which one was a shoot button. And I didn't shoot and I got him killed. Yep. Then we played when our recording, mm-hmm. and the same thing happened to you at the exact same spot, mm-hmm. and you got your buttons mixed up, and and didn't and got him killed. Yeah, because I was tapping X, right? And, uh, and you're supposed to be hitting like a trigger button. Yeah, you're or supposed something. to pull the right trigger. So yeah, so that happened. But then I finished the game, and every fucking person died except for Hayden Panadier's character and the and, bitch and the bitch. And so we went back and we saved the guy that time. Um, but then and, we found out that it wasn't saving the file. Right. Because we kept reloading the save, and every time we reloaded the save, it reloaded from my thing. So we were like, wait a minute, why is everybody dead? What the hell? Right. Like, if we, if we, when we reloaded, if we had kept playing through, but when we messed up, we kept trying to go back, but we were going back to the previous game file, mm-hmm. not our current game file, and it fucked everything up. Um, so we started a third one without finishing that one, because why bother? And that's when I was playing, mm-hmm. and um, and we... Oh, and you had me open the door. Yeah, on the third playthrough. It was perfect. It was you, perfect. I'm you saving. saved Sam? Or Ashley? Is it yeah, Ashley? Ashley. Well, Ashley's the redhead. Ashley's the one that we got killed. <laughs> you got killed. We... <laughs> You, you you could have told me to fuck off and you could have not listened to me. I should have. 
<laughs> so yeah, you you saved uh, you saved Mike's girlfriend with the chase scene in the woods. And I did so you, well with you that blew, too. You blew up the Wendigos and saved Chris. It was all set. I even talked you out of killing Emily, which we've done consistently on all of our plays. And that's what I was getting to was when we had the option to kill Emily, and that was so fucking satisfying. Oh my god! We, we clipped the audio the first time we did it, which we didn't do on my playthrough because I, I thought, oh, I can still salvage this this game session. That joke was on me. Oh, that that was the best when we shot her. <laughs> we we definitely clipped the audio laughing. On I, that. I still go to bed thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> like I wake up with a smile on my face by shooting her. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, so everything was going well. We were in the home stretch. We'd even managed to reunite uh, with one of the characters that we thought was dead. Yep. And then Ashley was walking down a, a hallway. And there was a trapdoor that was getting bumped on. And I was like, well, wait a minute. That could be the girlfriend. We haven't found her yet. You should open that and see if she's trying to get out. And f- God bless his heart, Turk decided to listen to me. <laughs> and he popped open the door and a damn Wendigo popped out and ripped her head right off. Oh, God. There was a few minutes of silence. And the only thing Turk said as he turned slowly to me was, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Did I, did I keep going or did I quit at that point? Uh, I think we kept going because, um, yeah, because because we we had most of the people saved on that one, and we got to see the because uh, that one was where we finally had enough clues to reveal mm. that the one Wendigo was his sister. Yep. So yeah, yeah. So we finished that one, but then it was like we we got to do a complete playthrough. Yeah. Because the one thing that kept us from uh, from saving the athletic kid. Was the flare gun thing. Yep. Because there's a point where Emily's like, let's go up to the watchtower. And you're supposed to say, no, that's a dumb idea. And then she makes you go anyway. Mm -hmm. And so on our previous playthroughs, we always did that. And then we knew that we had to save the flare gun. And so we knew that we had to go up there. So when she was like, let's go up to the watchtower, we were like, yeah, okay, whatever. And we go up there and she hands us the flare gun. And we're like, okay, we're going to make sure we pocket this and use it for later. And the unprompted, the character just points it to the sky and shoots it. And we were like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was like, what's what's your problem? What's your deal? And so, yeah, we were really mad about that. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. And and we, um, we, we made a different choice, too, in that one thing where we hid in the elevator shaft yep, and yep. that led us to a different thing where we got different clues to figure out. So, uh, that, I think, I think that was our, probably our most revealing playthrough mm-hmm. to really kind of be mm-hmm. like, Oh wow, we're figuring out the story here. It was, um, yeah, man, it was, it was, it was good. So it was so well until you let me make one decision. <laughs> that was where it all fell apart. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, it's been about what two years now, something like that. Yeah, so I can't cause... believe it took that long for me to 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 decide that I, I think I'm ready to <laughs> I'm ready to play again. Yeah, we, we, we've, we've, we've talked about been... that so much. We actually need oh, to yeah. stop and get that posted. We, we do. Yeah, we've, um, we've been sitting on the raw fire files for too long. Um, but yeah, yeah, there was uh, there was all that and. You know, we had a bunch of stuff recorded that we hadn't, uh, that we weren't ready to post. And then the capture card started giving us storage issues because we didn't know it. Yeah, we didn't know it, but it was saving like every file in like five different places. So the computer was just filling up like crazy fast. And then we had to, uh, because we kept getting that error where we were recording and it wasn't recording everything. I was like, what's going on? So then we had to start like dumping after every recording we had to dump the the all those other files and stuff. Yep, yep. And um, it, it, it would drop frame rate. It wouldn't capture everything. Yeah, that was that was horrible. But we but we still have a lot of good. Like we still got like uh, Ninja Baseball Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we still got that uh, to to post, and we've got some good stuff out there. We just got to get it. We just have to get it posted. Yeah, man. you know the biggest thing was that my laptop that had all my editing software died, and I didn't have like the money to buy more editing software i I thought i'd save the disc but it just completely disappeared damn which yeah um which i I wouldn't be surprised if certain problematic people in my life uh like (laughs) threw out the disc or some shit it would not have surprised me at all um not not my mom (laughs) lest anybody think (laughs) but uh 
Uh, I mean, like, I, I looked all over for that disc. I completely tore my studio apart looking for that thing. So, like, I finally got the new software, but ever since then, it's, like, been, you know, new jobs and new situations and a pandemic, and it's like, shit, <laughs> I don't have time to edit. Yeah, life just, like, just ripped shit apart, didn't it? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. several ways over for us, because it wasn't just the pandemic. It was also dealing with, like, job-related stuff and family-related stuff and all that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I we keep talking, I say we, but everyone keeps talking about, you know, like, last year, um, you know, 2000, uh, like, uh, 2020 was, uh, was just, you know, it, it was like a blur of just, like, what the crap. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not going to say it wasn't, but... It was definitely more than just that. It was, it, it was, it was so much of everything. It was, it, it was like a, it was like juggling in a hurricane. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I, like I, I don't really know, kind of what I'm doing here. Um, I know we talked about that stuff off mic a lot. That you know. We would be telling each other about our weeks or whatever, and, you know, we would both be saying, you know, this is just what I didn't need was one more thing. Right. It's like, let me just add one more thing to the pile of already a million things that I'm dealing with. And, like, I have to say I'm very, very pleasantly surprised that we've been able to consistently put out the podcast. Yeah. And, you know, even even in the thick of the pandemic when, you know, we didn't see each other in person for like six months... And we still, like, we would record remotely. We did whatever we had to do. And it was pretty wild. Yeah, it was, um, you know, it it definitely was crazy. Um, But, uh, I mean, I think we, we, we got ourselves in a really good spot. And especially now with the, you know, with the podcast and everything, I think we're in a really good spot to... Where we, uh, you know, when we when we first started the podcast, um, we were when we first started the podcast, we were almost like um, I don't want to say we weren't doing the podcast, but we it was uh, it was it was more of, of like a, a carryover from the um, from the the gaming channel. Yeah, like, yeah, and we we really didn't kind of know what. Uh, what we were doing, um, as far as, uh, as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're like, oh yeah, hey, we, you know, we, we, we know how, how the podcast works right, and right. how it, uh, you know, how everything feels and works together. Um, and it's cool. And we've definitely got like a flow going to our conversation that took us a while to develop. Cause I know like with season one, we did a lot of top tens. Um, we, you know, so so much of our stuff was, like, list-based and, like, preparation-based. And uh, we still do some stuff like that, but, you know, we're not nearly as reliant on it as we once were. Yep. And, uh, and you know, we've discussed this off-mic that we're really, like... It, for a long time, I didn't think that we had anything special as far as, like, um, improv stuff goes... It was like, you know, you know, we banter back and forth because we're friends, but I didn't think we really had any particular improv skills. Mm. But seeing the way other people interact and try to do improv and seeing the way other podcasts try to do improv, it's like, no, we, we actually do pretty good. Yeah. Not not to like not to just sit here and jack myself off, but like we we've got some pretty like good timing and rhythm and banter with our jokes and stuff. Yeah, I think um you know, when we first started and, uh, when we first started and we were doing the, doing the podcast and stuff, it was, um, like we, we didn't really kind of know what, I don't want to say we didn't know what we were doing, but we really didn't know kind of like how, what way we wanted to go with it and what was going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and we, we really didn't know like kind of how to prepare. Right, you know, and right. now, even even with like this, like like a like a topic list kind of uh, like episode here, yeah, like free flow. Yeah, it's uh, you know we actually do prepare. We still we still allow for a space for improv, but we really do prepare a lot for for the uh, for the episode. 
And even if it's just, it's like, so there's a, a documentary that was on HBO about Gary Shandling. Um, mm-hmm. And it's by uh, Judd Apatow. And it's really cool, but they were saying, they were, I remember that some of the other comedians that they were interviewing were talking about how just in awe of his talent they were because they would be there, you know, about to go on and they're, they're, they're going over like their set and their jokes. And he would just be back with a notepad, just writing down a sentence or two. <laughs> and then he would go out there and do his whole bit. And he hadn't practiced or prepared anything. He would just write while he's sitting there in the back waiting to go on. He just writes down a couple of sentences about something. And then he would just go and go and just go <laughs> off of that. And not that, not that I'm comparing myself in any way to him, but you know, we're, we've got this thing where, where we can say, okay, I don't need to, to write out a full script. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can just like, uh, say, okay, we're going to do an episode about this. I can jot down a couple of things and it's enough for me to, to be able to continue to carry on from there right, without right. doing this whole scripted thing that sounds scripted. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, plus I think a big thing for us is, um. I, I, it, this just sounds like we're just sitting here like talking about how awesome we are, but, uh, but something that has impressed me with working with you has been that we can typically tell who's going to take point as the straight man versus the bombastic one. Right. We don't have a set role with that. You know, it's going to vary from episode to episode, and there's some episodes where like you'll be ranting and you'll be the one cracking the jokes, and I'm just kind of like trying to support that and lead into your next thing and like okay how bad is it (laughs) but then like at the same time it's like there's a lot of my humor is being like the loud goofy stupid cartoon character (laughs) and so if i take point on that then you tend to really like pave the way for me to just continue being stupid and kind of like feed that fire so like it, it's cool. We don't have that discussion ahead of time, right? You know, it's like we we just can pretty much tell that it's like, okay, you know, he's he's being quieter. I'll take point on this one, and then we just kind of step into that role. It's it's pretty organic for us, really. Yeah, and it's it's something that we that we kind of like grew into without having to to kind of be like define that role. Right, right. It was just like you know, it's like okay, I see how this is going, and you know. And I'm going to I'm going to kind of do this or, you know, like you say, kind of I'm going to take the lead on this one or you'll take the lead or or whatever it is. And it's not always either like who came up with the idea, like, right, oh, this right. is my podcast topic. It's it's just like, you know, whichever one of us is uh, is just really kind of like um, like I don't want to say like taking over, but but filling is filling that that space there. Right. The most. Right. And I like the fact that, that we can both play. We can both play, they like said, the, the loud, bombastic one, right. or we can both uh, just kind of play the this the, the straight guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I really like about how you and I operate in the show is um, is we don't, even though we'll laugh at our own jokes sometimes, we don't we don't set out to really make ourselves laugh. Right. You know, we right. try to, to to be funny, and we can't see everyone like the listening uh and we so we're trying to make sure that you know that whatever it is that it's it's funny enough to me that i think there's gonna be funny to them but we try to make each other laugh right, right. and that's the that's the one thing that i think the cool the great thing is like we set out to see if we can make the other person crack and not, not all the time like i'm gonna see if i can make but when we can make the make that person crack and then when we both especially i think it's not Every time we record, I think in certain recording sessions where whatever's going on, we get into this this like groove and we get in sync, mm-hmm. and then it's always like we're always like, "Damn it, you beat me to the joke! You yeah, beat me to the yeah, joke!" Yeah, and, and we're right there with it. Yeah, that happens a lot with the let's watches too. <laughs> like if if we find really good stuff to let's watch, so and when we had we had some rotten luck with let's watches this week, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, that that's typically where we really start to to get that sync going on is when we both will make like the same dumb joke in the vo- same voice of the same character, <laughs> and it's like yeah, yeah, we've we've hit the sweet spot now. I will say the one thing I don't like about um, about our 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 recording is that because of the way we have to do our recording sessions, you know, right mm-hmm. now is that every recording session. Well, it seems like every recording session will have its own, um, like, 
running joke for that recording session right, right. that doesn't carry over <laughs> that to the next recording session and and that it's a shame because it'd be it'd be kind of cool if it if it did like like for like this this whole session except for right now it like it, no no not more soon said you know because i know recording because i'm italian right <laughs> yeah, like italian. The, right the, that, <laughs> that was stuck with its own recording session mm-hmm. and it's sometimes those things that it's some, something which we sh- should be able to would be nice to kind of carry on right right but it, it's it's all up it's almost like i can only a little time like spear yeah uh, yeah um actually uh, spear <laughs> spherical uh we had suicidal johnny sacco um <laughs> we had john stamos as a hired killer but like some of our stuff some of our running jokes are timeless because child anakin like we still joke oh, yeah. about all the time racist bane we still joke about all the time not as much as we used to though yeah um racist bane kind of um unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately like 2020 like brought real racist banes out and we're like hey he's not as funny right now <laughs> Yeah, there's there's something about seeing the ugly side of that. It's like, hmm. you know, and I I think from not not very very early on, but early enough on where I was like, oh, you know, I'm afraid that racist Bane is going to turn into like the new Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> that was always my fear that racist Bane was going to turn into the new Pepe. That's probably where all those subscribers are coming from. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, these guys are racist. Oh, so oh no, what a mad. Ah, yep, yep, yep. So, um, oh damn it, who is it? Okay, you would think people would know by now not to text me when I'm here, but they do. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, don't. Yeah, it's like don't text me when you know. It's like. How many told you I said, don't text me when I'm practicing my kung fu. <laughs> uh, but yeah. They, uh, it's it's not as bad as it used to be. We used to like regularly get phone calls when we were recording. And uh Yeah, and, and now we don't, which is great. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean I I, I will say I, I enjoy our topicless episode not as much because I do feel that it, it can sometimes feel like almost like a crutch <laughs> um but I do like when we can just kind of freeform just like hey let's just kind of like I have a, like a little sit down and just kind of talk to you know our like kind of faceless audience <laughs> um and just kind of you know just hey this is what's going on uh and then just kind of like have a little bit of banter about you know whatever yeah yeah. So, I, I, I like that. Um, well, it's pretty rare that we have real talk, you know? <laughs> no, that's true. Like, as far as as far as far being on the podcast, um, I know every once in a while we'll do, like, a special announcement kind of video, like we did when we decided to take the Let's Watches off of YouTube. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, that's, that's, still, that's still a situation I'm frustrated about. <laughs> All this yeah. time later. But you know, I, I will have to say though, it, you know, in the end, I'm happy with it. I, I because there's, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a I, I guess you have to play within their, I don't even want to say you have to play within your sandbox, but you've got to play kind of like the way they want you to play. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not I'm not too cool with that. Yeah, yeah, you know, I've I've seen like the really ugly side of YouTube now and I, I now I will say um they finally finally demonetized Onision's channel after like 15 years of this guy being one of the worst people on the platform. They yeah. finally which, demonetized him. Which one was he? He was that psychotic dick brain who, like, abused all of his girlfriends and groomed a bunch of minors to have sex with him, like, the day they turned 18. And Was, was he Was he the, uh, the, um, he's not the guy that, the, uh, whatchamacallit, the, uh, guy that used to be the, uh, or is the singer for whatever that band no, was. No, 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 that's Davi Vanity. He's, uh-huh. he needs to die. <laughs> we, we probably, I mean... If if this if we were concerned about YouTube, we'd get in trouble for saying that. But he is a 
scum human being. He sounds like it. Like, Onision's just a bitch. Like, he's just a he's just a piece of shit as a human being, but Dobby Vanity is a pox on humanity who should not... Uh, it's, it's, like, amazing to me that he's still up to the same shit that he's been up to since, like, 2003 and just keeps on doing his thing. It's it's horrific. Yeah, that's the... I. I... It's, 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 and this is not just YouTube related and I don't want to get off on a whole YouTube thing. They don't deserve that. Um, but I, I do hate the, this whole thing where it's like, yeah, I, I get that these people are bad, but you know, they're bringing us a lot of money so I can look the other way. <laughs> and it's like, that, really? That is, is that your, that's your main concern is like, yeah, but they're bringing us a lot of money. So. Yeah, it, it are they really that bad? Or, or I'll give them a little slap on the wrist, and you know, and that that'll that'll turn them around, right? And, oh, right. okay, and or it, you know, like in our case, where it's like, okay, well, you know, we're not doing anything that bad, um, but we're also not bringing you any money, so right. it's okay for you to like tell me to like you know turn my head and cough, but these guys <laughs> here, you know, it's like, oh well, you know, we'll 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 look the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a lot of of problems. Um, which I think the only reason they finally demonetized Onision is that Chris Hansen really fucked everybody over. Yes, that Chris Hansen. Be, you know, I call him Chris Hansen. <laughs> I call you Chris Hansen. <laughs> I likes you. I wants you. So there was a big thing about him recently that I was. Uh, so I, I yeah, because he's a twat. Well, I was going to say a big thing about him. I recently, I recently uh, joined this subreddit. Called uh, Out of the Loop. Okay. <laughs> Are you familiar with this one? Nope. So there's a there's a, a subreddit, and it makes me feel old. There's a subreddit called Out of the Loop. And basically, eh, it's like people are like, hey, what's the deal with blah, blah, blah that's going on right now that everybody's talking about? And then sometimes you'll get an answer about what that what that deal is. Um, and and since not every question is answered. Sometimes like, I, have, I don't even know what the hell that is. It sounds stupid. I don't really give a shit. Right. But, um, but yeah, a lot of times, it, you know, it'll be like, people will be like, oh, hey, hey, what's the deal with this thing I'm hearing a lot about? And I saw something about Chris Handsome, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't pay a lot of attention to it. Well, so, because I was like, I don't give a shit about him. Yeah, well, I mean, long story short, fuck him. But uh, basically what happened is he started interviewing all of Onision's victims, or a lot of Onision's victims. And, you know, he, he talked a big game. He was like, I've got connections in the FBI. We can put this guy behind bars. We can see to it that your story is known. We can get you justice. And then, like, nothing happens for a long time. And everybody's like, okay, what's the deal? You said this guy was a problem. You said you take care of him. You said you have connections. He's like... Yeah, well, uh, don't don't worry. Um, you know, one of one of his victims gave us a laptop with a whole bunch of evidence, and this evidence is going to be really crucial to uh, to turning things over to the FBI. So uh, I've I've turned this over to my assistant. So everybody's like, wait a minute, your assistant? Why wouldn't you make sure you just keep this laptop full of important evidence? And then the assistant just announces on Twitter, he's like, yeah, I'm going to fuck up this laptop, and he does. So wait, so they the, lose all the evidence. <laughs> so the assistant just decides that he's not going to. Like help him, like he's yeah, yeah. Like I don't know, I don't know, I don't think he deleted everything, but he did something that compromised that evidence so that. But why? Because he's a bitch. I mean, basically, like all. So 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 the assistant's just like, oh hey, um, for whatever reason, I'm going to, like, I'm just gonna screw this all over. Pretty much, yeah. Just just to watch the world burn. From what I understand, maybe I'm missing some details on it. I haven't followed it as closely as. Uh, as a lot of stuff. But, uh, yeah, so he does all that, and then things go quiet again, and everybody's like, Chris, buddy, you said you would be talking to the FBI. <laughs> you said you'd be helping out the victims. And he's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Uh, I'm, I'm in talks about selling the rights to this for uh, for a documentary. Selling the rights for it. Okay. Yep, and so everybody's like, fucking excuse me, do what? It's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm selling the rights for a three-part documentary. And they're like, okay, well, all of us told our story to you, to pass it on to the FBI. We didn't tell you our stories for you to sell it to a documentary. So right. none of us, none of us give our consent. I think like maybe one of his victims gave consent for their story to be in there. All the rest were like, no, we don't, we don't want our story on national television. It's right. one thing for our story to be on YouTube and a few thousand people might see it, but on national television, that's millions. Right. They're like, don't worry, don't worry. We won't, you know, we won't put your story in there. It turns out they fucking did. They dropped the three part documentary. 
Okay, so I have a question here. So if this if, if this evidence that was on the laptop was so crucial and was going to put this guy away or, or you know, uh, whatever it was going to do to him um, or expose him for, for whatever he was and this assistant just screws it all up, I mean, isn't he... I mean, isn't that like tampering with evidence or... Oh, uh, the- yeah. You know, I'd, I'd have to really look it up to uh, see what happened with the with the assistant there, so... And, like, why would you do that? Hanson, assistant laptop, something like that. Um, but, yeah, so basically, you know, people already got pissed off at the documentary because of all that. Because it, it put all the ladies' faces in there, all their stories, all that stuff. And uh, so everybody was already mad. And then in the first part of the documentary, they were like, yeah, nobody cared about who Onision was till Chris Hansen came on the scene. People have been covering this jerk since, like, 2005, something like that. Like, Repsion's been covering him at least since then. So, everybody, everybody who's, and there's, like, dozens of YouTubers who cover this guy's shit, and they're like, no, everybody cared who he was. You didn't care who he was till you came on the scene and realized you could make a buck off of it. Right. So... Shit, I can't, I can't find it right now. I'll have to, I'll have to look for it and like do a follow up on it. Um, yeah, please, I would really like to know. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's something. Oh yeah, here's an hour long video. Chris Hansen on the latest with the Onision scandal. Um, so yeah, like, like it's it just basically he talked a big game, but in the end, he didn't have any intention of ever getting the guy behind bars. He. You know, he, he had the intention of getting a documentary going on it. Wow. And so, yeah, so when all the YouTubers were like, dude, you're fucking the, the victims over. It's like, we don't care about us, you're fucking the victims over. And so then in part two of the documentary, they took a few clips of these YouTubers saying he's taking unfair advantages of the victims. And they're like, oh, you see, the YouTubers are mad because they feel like Chris Hansen's an outsider to YouTube and he's, you know, he's stepping on their toes. But all he's really trying to do is help the victims. They're like, we don't give a shit about any of that. He's, he's, because he's an outsider to YouTube. Like, YouTube doesn't have insiders or outsiders. Right? It's just YouTube. Exactly. And that's, that's exactly what uh, Repsion said. And they're like, you know, we don't care about that, whether you're an insider or outsider. We just want what's right to be done. They're like, well, you told the victim stories. And they're like, we had their permission. <laughs> right. We had their consent. See, that's the whole issue here is having the consent. So it's, uh, oh, here we go. So this is Repzilla's Twitter. And uh, Repzilla's a really good YouTuber. I like him a lot. So, No, this is pretty big. From the Hanson moderation team. Uh, In light of recent events, we've elected to publish our own group statement. This is under our own directive, separate from Chris Hanson and his affiliates. Um, To clarify, none of us have been in agreement with Vincent's behavior. That's the uh, assistant. Regarding the initial hack, Vincent had sent a variation of his, uh, his initial offensive tweet to Regina... Whether or not he or his friend, who was also coincidentally named Chris, posted it is unclear. Uh, this is like a whole ass two pages of stuff. Um, to clarify, none of us have been in agree. Uh, we read that. Um, behind the scenes, during the initial few days of the fallout from that tweet, Vincent had to be repeatedly talked to by a handful of moderators. He was repeatedly told that he was putting both the moderation team and Chris Hansen in a bad position and was damaging the credibility of the investigation by continuing his behavior. He not only ignored us, he also began to act volatile and abusive, only calming down and begging for help when the reality of his actions became apparent to him. And this is the guy that uh, that trashed the laptop? Yeah, yeah. During this time, he also complained that he felt unappreciated for the work he does, so I guess that was the motive right there, is... His dearie didn't feel like his needs was being met, so... Uh, Chris has also been approached about Vincent and his conduct a number of times and has said that he would like to fire him. Unfortunately, Chris has said he also needs to figure out how to replace him so that this can happen. There is no way that... You can't find someone to replace somebody that does, like... I mean, what does he do on a laptop? Right? Yeah, like, it's a virtual assistant role, for God's sake. 
My mom could do it, and she has no technical knowledge at all. Grow up, Chris Hansen. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, we are unsure of the truth of this statement, but are in mutual agreement that ultimately Chris Hansen is well-intentioned and out of his depth of knowledge with regards to the internet and online culture. Well, you know, the golden rule is if you don't know what you're doing, don't put shit on the internet. Right. Fucking boomers. <laughs> We had no idea that Vincent's claims were fraudulent regarding Sarah's laptop, nor that it had been returned to her until the morning of January 21st. We were shocked, horrified, and above all, appalled by this discovery. We do not know if these lies were exclusively delivered to the public or to Chris so, wait, so, so, so he gave the laptop back to the woman? I guess so, and it was saying something about a hack, so I guess he didn't trash it. He did something to compromise those files. Um... Additionally, the moderation team was published by Vincent to publicize or share information for him. Many of us did so, assuming him to be a trustworthy source of information. At present, this entire debacle calls into question the credibility of that information, and we are deeply sorry for furthering this man's blatant lies. So basically, he just uh, provided a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of conflicting information, and he did something with the laptop involving hacking, quote unquote hacking it and returning it to the girl in question that basically delegitimizes all of the evidence on it. And the reason for this was because I'm unappreciated. I'm unappreciated. <laughs> That's not going to get you more appreciated there, ass face. So, yeah, then they go on to talking about how it's not, it's definitely not their fault and they shouldn't be held to blame for this because they're not even paid. They're just moderating for Chris Hansen. Um, what does he even do anymore? Apparently, he just, like, steals money and causes shit, so. But, yeah, I mean, like, what kind of fucking excuse is that? Like, this guy has jeopardized everything, and you're just gonna say, oh, yeah, but you know, I gotta replace him? Because I don't know how. I mean, I can't answer my own emails. I don't know how the internet works. Okay, so here we go. Here's somebody summarizing it. Um... First, uh, he claimed, so he, he posted a bunch of nasty tweets about everything, about all this Onision shit. Then he claimed that his account was hacked. Then he claimed a friend did it. Then, uh, then it was recently discovered that he never turned Sarah's laptop and phone with evidence to the FBI, and it was apparently sent back to her. So, I'm assuming that because of that, because it was in his possession and then went back to her, if it went over to the FBI from there, then Greg could claim in court, oh, but you see, it was with this guy, so this guy could have loaded up whatever right. he wanted to on there, and it's not legitimate evidence anymore. So having it, having it like, go to, like, second and third parties is what delegitimizes it and compromises everything. So, yeah, there we go. So that's that's what's been going on with that. So uh, I used to kind of like Chris Hansen, but he's kind of a twat. I never did. I always thought his whole his whole shtick was was really kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking. I mean, like entrapment. <laughs> well, like the whole deal is like okay, um, like I'm gonna set this whole thing up, and then these guys are gonna come over, and it's like, so what'd you come over here for, huh? And it's like. Um, and then the you know the police are waiting outside, and I'm like, okay, but um, here's the deal. Like, what what actually have I done? Not 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 that I'm I'm you know making it okay, but I'm like, what actually have I done here? Like, I haven't done anything. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I don't like. I don't know what happens when that stuff gets taken to court, or if it gets taken to court. I mean, you've obviously got intention. You've you've got it. Like, it's pretty provable that. Like the guy wrote the shit that he wrote from his personal accounts, and and as but I, I go over to I go over to the person's house though, and but I still haven't done anything. Like what what can you charge me with, honestly? Well, you know it's weird because like as I understand it, if they're trying to bust somebody for a drug deal, the drugs and money have to change hands, mm -hmm. and so you know you can't just send a text and say, "Hey, come to my house and buy some crack." Like, if they arrested you when you went to that person's house, it wouldn't happen because no drugs or money changed hands. So, you know, I don't think anything could really happen with that because the guy's just walking through the door. And yeah, you've got the text saying, hey, come to my house and we'll do the dirty. 
but you know, no, no action has been taken, so I don't know. Ah, get up, get up, get up, get up. Damn it. You got busted. I don't know why I kept squatting down like he had to take a shit or something. Oh, anyway, shit. We've been talking for 50 minutes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, wow. well, you know, we, this is what I think is kind of weird, right? Let's say that I say I'm going to sell you some drugs, and I'm going to like, hey, I'm going to sell you this Coke. And what I do really, really give you is a, like a like a bag of like talcum powder. Mm-hmm. Um, I can still get busted for selling drugs. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't really make any sense. Like, yeah, especially if like you intentionally knew that it wasn't drugs, right? So, like, yeah, but but the intent was, but the intent was for me to sell him some shit that was talcum powder that I said was drugs. <laughs> it's like, if anything, he should be the, I mean, he should be in trouble for for trying to buy drugs from me. Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't, and like that doesn't work like that. Like, I don't understand. Like, how, like how how can I get in trouble for? selling something that i'm not really selling yeah yeah it's uh it's pretty weird it's pretty weird but yeah like the onision thing i like i said i haven't been following it as closely as when i first discovered it when i first discovered it it was like just falling down the rabbit hole all over again and yeah if and at first it was like oh maybe i found me another chris chan and then it was like no this is worse this is way worse there's nothing funny about this shit good lord but uh but you know, I, I gotta say that goes back to our whole thing about YouTube, and it's, uh, and it's like, yeah, we don't care though. Mm-hmm. Like we don't care because you know this person is bringing us this much money or, or X or whatever. So yeah, um, you know that's someone else's problem mm-hmm. until uh, until of course you know like it's we're we're not getting the money that we feel that we deserve or like you know whatever right, it is, right. and then we'll give them a uh, expanding it. But we're not we're not really gonna try to help their problem, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, yeah, they finally demonetized him. But it's like, why the hell did it take you this long? Right. People have been calling attention to him since like 2003. It's like, you've, you've got no reason for this to have taken this long. It's like, well, it's, it's, it's like, I'm going to squeeze all the money I can from this mm-hmm. until, until it's no good to me anymore. And I, now I'll go ahead and I'll give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. And it goes back to what we talked about when we did that episode, which I think we just called it F YouTube. Yeah. Um, where, like, when they uh, killed, what's his face? Leafy is here. When they killed Leafy and is here's channel. And it's like, okay, when you, take, when you take out somebody who's bullying, if you want to call it that, you, like, if you take out a commentary channel for the pretense of bullying, but you leave, like, these known sexual predators completely alone and enable these known sexual predators with taking no action, that's a really bad look for you. Yeah. It just makes you look like a really, really bad group of people. It's just, it's, it's weird. I mean. <laughs> but yeah, um, we've been all over the place with this, but, uh, you know, we've been, we've been going about 50 minutes. You want to, uh, you want to call it an episode? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. But this was fun. You know, we kind of got to talk about, talk about what's going on with us, talk about how we're feeling about things and. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's good. I, I, I like I, I like the, these kind of moments where it seems like we get to just kind of like talk to the uh, talk to our audience in a sense. Yeah. And yeah. be like, hey, hey, it's like uh, this is kind of cool. This is what's going on with this. I don't know how many people actually listen to or even like these episodes, but you know, they're fun for us. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's within their power to message us and tell us to stop doing these kind of episodes. That's right. So, you know, like... It's we all can't, on you. We can't help that there's not audience engagement like we want to see. And, you know, yes, I've said numerous times that if they tell us to stop, that I'll just not. And I will continue to, to stick by that. But um, that doesn't mean that I don't want the audience engagement. Right. I agree. Yeah, I, I like just, having the audience again. It's like, yeah. you know, knowing they're there. I, I want the audience engagement and validation. To, and, you know, I, I want verification that um, that I'm their favorite podcaster. That's a, well, I mean, that should go without saying, right? It, it should, but I'm kind of insecure about it. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought you'd type. Um, you know, just sometimes, like in the cold, dark, lonely nights, right. I, I find myself asking, like, am I the best podcaster ever? You're a fine podcaster. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I've I've been a Comey. This has been fun. Yeah, my name is Turk182, and uh, I appreciate you guys listening and humoring us while we just kind of prattle on and talk about things, you know, here, there, and whatnot. Um, you know, 
just things that are going on with us and, you know, at least, you know, as much as what's going on with us. That, and uh, and just kind of like sharing these little bits. I, I, I don't want to say I want to do more of these, but I do think especially uh, kind of with the, 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 the times that we live in, it's nice to just sometimes just be able to be like, hey, you know what? We're, um, you know, let's just kind of say hello. Yeah. That's it. Just let's just say hello. Yep, yep. Anyway, yeah, well, we'll let you guys go. Yeah, man. But uh you you come on back and uh give us give us another listen. Uh if you haven't if you haven't heard about the whole Onision Chris Hansen situation, definitely check that out. We'd be interested in hearing people's thoughts on that shit. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would like to say I want to, I, I want to hear more, but it doesn't, it doesn't sound like it's going anywhere. It sounds like it's pretty much a dead issue. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I mean, there's, there's probably still court cases in the future to be had, but I mean, you know, grooming is not illegal in America. Yeah. That's, that's the bullshit thing is like anything you can actually bust him for. He, he, if he got himself a decent lawyer, he could probably weasel his way out of, which really sucks a big wet one. But, uh. You know, I, I, okay, I know we kind of talked about this once before, but the, the, uh, the idea of grooming, what actually is grooming? Because I, I have in my mind what it is, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, but like, what, what really are we talking about here? Yeah, you know? well, it's not exclusively sexual. I can groom right. anybody for anything. Like, you can groom somebody to take a position of leadership. You know, that's, that's what royalty would do, is they were grooming the prince to take the role of the king. Mm-hmm. But in today's context, when you're talking about sexual predators, they're grooming someone to, uh, to have sex with them. So, but but how how are you grooming them? Are you just really just coercing them, like slowly, like seducing them into saying like this is what you know? Like, um, I'll I'll give a good example. Um, Mini Lad, famous YouTuber Mini Lad. Fuck that guy. He's 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 another yet another uh, uh, sexual predator on YouTube who has not been deplatformed while they're busy harassing guys like Markiplier and Super Mega for no damn good reason. Uh, so what this guy did is he engaged with uh. With a 16-year-old fan of his, uh, he was like 23 at the time, I think, um, he found out that she was struggling with her mental health, and so they started talking about, oh, you know, you're depressed, I'm depressed too, this is what I'm struggling with, blah, 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 and uh, so he spends several days gaining her trust and making her feel like this is somebody she can talk to, somebody she can turn to, mm-hmm. and... Uh, then the conversation starts gradually turning sexual. It's kind of like turning the heat up on a frog. It's not something where it's just flagrantly like, hey, let's talk about sex. But just right, like kind slow of, boil. Just kind of slowly introducing such topics. And then finally one day... And I, I, don't, I, don't mean, I don't mean to sound callous or be like a jerk, but isn't that just kind of like dating? Right, I mean, I mean, it, really, it isn't, is, that what you, isn't that what you do? Like, I I find a common interest with you, something that you will come to talk to me about or want to, you know, yeah, yeah. an interest, and then I slowly start to tell you, oh yeah, by the way, I like to wear women's underwear. You know, <laughs> uh, do you have any used panties I can have? It, you know? it is, but the secret ingredient is crime because this is a sixteen-year-old girl, so. Um, you know, she's not really in a position to uh, intelligently decide if she wants to have that kind of conversation with a 23-year-old man. Okay, I, that, 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 that I completely understand. Plus, um, now, this, this guy was in the UK or somewhere, somewhere in Europe, where there's actually a law that you can't take advantage of being in a position of power. As a YouTuber with a big platform and lots of followers, the fact that he was using this power and platform of, oh, I'm your favorite content creator, so talk to me. That in and of itself was illegal where he was from. Okay, so so it w- it wasn't just so it wasn't all that. It was the fact that she was underage. He's slowly starting to basically right, you know, right. Okay. Now the illegal part wasn't the grooming, um, because again, grooming isn't illegal here in America. Um, now I don't know if it's illegal or not in in Europe, but like the what the problem is is that. This is a 16-year-old who's already verified that she's struggling with her mental health, and so he starts introducing this stuff, and then one day he says, oh, you know, we've trusted each other for so long, I'm feeling suicidal. I don't really have a whole lot of reason to live. But if you send me some nudes, well, then that might help make me feel better. And, uh, and you know, if you don't, and I wind up killing myself, well, boy, it would sure be a shame if all of my fans knew that I killed myself because you wouldn't send me nudes. 
So there's just, just guilting. Yeah, yeah, it's it's guilt tripping, and you know, grooming doesn't isn't always guilt tripping, but you know, guilt tripping is a very common method of manipulation. So, like that's that's where the crime is. The crime is in the fact that he received CP from a minor, and that's that's where the illegal shit is. The grooming aspect is just shitty and scummy, and no human should do it. Right. No, I mean that. I mean that part I get. It's just I, you, I keep hearing so much about grooming. We're like, okay, so like, what do you what do you do? You're slowly getting someone to to like the things that or you do the things that you like i'm like hell that's called marriage i mean <laughs> right I, I mean so that that that's the thing that, that i'm like fuzzy on with oh. grooming because i hear a lot about that that is not always that's not usually related to an underage thing or it's right, like right. it's more of like a power thing like you were in a position of power mm-hmm. and then they groom this person but like the grooming to like I, I don't that's the part I don't get. Like you keep calling it grooming, but like what are they doing? It's like, oh, you're yeah. manipulating them because of your power to do something that you want them to do that and not necessarily see, they I, don't that they don't want to do, but See, I think a lot of it is in the intent too, because you know, like what you're talking about with like people developing common interests and stuff that's that's kind of an organic thing. That's just saying, oh, hey, you know, we have shit in common. I'll show you this movie, and maybe you'll like this movie, too. And, you know, there's a very real difference in that versus, like, oh, I hear you like movies. Well, I'll, I'll like movies, too, so that I can trick you into sending me nudes later. And so, you know, it's just, it's, it's so much more built around, like, the actions and the intent versus, like, what is act, what you actually see happening. So it seems to me like the like the basically the, the what the con the concept of what every keep calling grooming is is I'm doing all this stuff to manipulate you into doing or doing or giving me something sexual, mm-hmm. and I guess I never really always put put it together that this had to be something sexual. It do- it doesn't have to be sexual. Like I said, you know, I mean, people are politically groomed all the time. You know, I mean, like there's people in the royal family being groomed to take on a position of royalty. Right. But uh, I'm just saying, in the American context, in, like, the cancel culture of, like, when when you typically hear somebody is accused of grooming, when you hear about shit faces like Onision or Minilad or Linemaker, then, like, it's it's sexual grooming, you know? Because there's nothing, like, inherently immoral about, like, grooming somebody to take a management role in your business. That just means you're training the person. You're Right. But there's no real manipulation involved there either. But I mean, because I mean, because what I keep hearing about when I think about that, I'm like, this is the same thing that you hear about, like in any kind of relationship is like, well, I'm grooming because they would say grooming, but I'm getting this person to do the things that I like, Mm -hmm. you know, the way I like them. But then they're also doing the same thing to you. Right, right. Like no one goes into a relationship, good, bad or indifferent, whereas like I stay completely the same, you stay completely the same. And it's like, no. So I, I, I guess... It's what it boils down to. It's internet terms. It's new. It's internet terms or, or definitions for words you know. Right. But we're gonna rewrite the the definition of it to fit internet. Right. Speak, right. Right. Know? Yeah. Because you know, like I said, the majority of the the majority of where it comes into being a problem is the age of the person and the intent of of the other party. Right. Because you know, like. You and I, like, show each other movies and books and stuff that we're into all the time, and, you know, that wouldn't really be considered grooming, because it's like, oh, we should share common interests, but when it's a 16-year-old that you know that you're eventually going to try to emotionally manipulate into sending you nudes, or else you'll kill yourself, then then it becomes grooming. Yeah. And, and then, but then you're a shitty person. That's just, I mean, that, I wouldn't even call that grooming. That's just, just straight-up manipulation yeah. uh, of an asshole. I mean, so... I mean, why why give it why give it a new name and, ju- and we, when you can just say, oh, that's just manipulation. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's all. That's just manipulation. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, I, I think I that's think one thing. The I reason hate about about uh, one of the things I hate about the internet is that they they find a reason to give new names to shit that don't need new names. Right. I'm like, well, we're gonna call it this now, but like, why? Because. <laughs> Because we're not going to be, you know, we're not going to be stuck with your archaic stuff, you know. <laughs> I think the reason they call it grooming is because it's also normalizing things for the victim. Because now, in the future, when he, like, gets nudes from her or sexual favors of whatever sort, 
now he doesn't have to, like, work as hard to convince her because it's gradually manipulating until it's just so normal for her that she doesn't But that's manipulation. That's just manipulation. It, of is, it is manipulation. <laughs> I, I would say that it's manipulation with extra steps. Right. Like you, you gotta, you, you gotta be a little bit slower and more cautious with it when you're when you're scum like that. So, but I just manipulate you because I mean the whole point of manipulation is to get you to do what I want the way I want it on a regular basis. <laughs> not, not I mean who who I don't want you to just do it one time. I want you to do this like this, you know, every time from here on out. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I say just. I, the, the whole idea for exit internet, so it was just like, we're going to come up with new names for shit just because. Right, right. Yeah, that's internet for you. But hey, we've been going for about an hour. Oh, yeah, man. We don't need to keep talking about this stupid shit that long. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Um, did, didn't mean to run off on that rabbit trail. That was that was largely me. Yeah, well, you know, I ask questions. And, <laughs> no. You know, kids, it's never good to ask questions. <laughs> don't, never ask a Comey questions. He'll tell you. <laughs> Oh, he'll tell you. Um, but yeah, um, basically fuck Chris Hansen. Um, Pretty much. But, uh, I like you. I want you. <laughs> and we can do this the easy way or the hard way. <laughs> Makes me know never mind. <laughs> All right. But uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll catch you guys later. Yep. All right. Thanks, everybody. Zang, yo. All right there, folks, that was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand. <laughs>